Hello and welcome to another episode of This Expat Life. My name is Amanda Maxime and I'm a life coach for expats and today I'm very happy to welcome a fellow expat. Her name is Amandine. She was born and raised in Panama, Central America and moved to Europe in her early 20s. Her studies and her professional career gave her the opportunity to work and live in fabulous cities like Paris and London before settling in Belgium. And as we all know, being an expat is always an exciting but a very challenging experience. And with an adventurous spirit and a hunger for new experiences, as she says herself, Amandine will share some of her best tips on how to embrace changes, move forward to achieving your own personal goals, and how to adapt in multicultural environments today in this episode. So I'm very happy, Amandine, to welcome you here. And thank you again for being on the show. Hi, Amanda. Oh, no, I think I need to thank you for, for this amazing opportunity. And also as a good life coach uh, that you are for pushing me to do things out of my comfort zone, right? And embracing changes. <laughs> oh, thank you. I hope I don't push you too much, but in a good way. <laughs> no, I think it's a, it's really a great task and challenge that you have given to me. And I'm really happy to be here and sharing my story. Great. Thank you so much. And maybe for our listeners, Amandine is one of my coaches. And we worked together on her own personal goals outside of her work, where I also acted as an accountability coach. And I'm really so happy to see what Amandine has achieved so far, um, sh showing more of herself online and also here today on the show. So thanks, Amandine. Thank you. So maybe for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up in Belgium? Okay, cool. So actually... Uh, like you said, I was born and raised in Panama, and my dad is French, and my mom is Panamanian, so I always grew up in this multicultural and international environment. I went to a French school in Panama, and you know, while I was growing up with all these uh, expat kids, uh, sons of bankers, diplomats, I don't know, my dream was really to travel the world and look for that place where I would feel happy. That was my, my dream. Anyway, so I moved in my 20s to Paris. Uh, I lived there almost 10 years. I also lived one year in London, which was an amazing experience, both in different moments of my life, right? In Paris, I was more like a student, also in London. But the way that you live in those uh, cities are so different. I mean, of course, you can meet so many people and have amazing experiences, but also life is kind of expensive, uh, quality of life not so good as in Belgium. And it's actually, yeah, opportunity, life coincidence that brought me to Belgium. I first moved uh, to Brussels. I lived there for one year. And then I moved to Mechelen, which is in the middle of Antwerp and Brussels. I also lived there almost for one year. And somehow I ended up in Belgium and not in, in Belgium, but in Antwerp. And remember how I said I really wanted to look for that place where I wanted to be happy. And yeah. actually, when I came to Antwerp, I really had that feeling. I came here for a job interview. Eventually, I got the job, but I, I didn't take it. And then, but I continue looking and I just find, found a way to really have my dream job as well here in Antwerp. That is amazing. Actually, that was my question. Like, have you found that place uh, where you are happy now? Actually, so for the past 
10 years that I've been living in Belgium, in Antwerp, almost six. It's been amazing, but I'm I kind of like now discovering a new version of myself because, you know, it's been six years, but and I do travel a lot with my job. So I'm I'm kind of happy because I can still have, you know, like this international side. But I, I don't see myself anymore living here for the rest of my life. I think at some point I will also move abroad. And now I need to find that new place where I want to, yeah, go next. It makes sense, right? We change in our lives. We get new identities. We become older. Um, and then the things that make you happy also change. Exactly. That is so true. But I have to say that in the journey of changing cities, countries, what really helped me is that curiosity of meeting people, building network. I don't know. Maybe I have that skill. I don't know. You know, it's also sometimes I, I read somewhere, if you are sitting at home and waiting for the Prince Charming, it will, this person would never come and certainly not in a white horse. And I know it's a bit cheesy, but it's kind of true. If you don't go out there, fight, meet people, do uncomfortable things, then you cannot adapt to a country or a city. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like being an expat requires that you are proactive and that you really search for what you need. And it's different for everyone, right? Exactly. So, and so, yeah. Sometimes it's also, you know, you have, you go to people and sometimes they are very friendly. Sometimes they're not friendly. You knock on doors, some, some doors open, some others close, but you, you don't have to stop on those that are closing. You need to continue. And one of my things is also like when I get invites or events or things that I, I don't know if I would like it, but for me, it's. I need to try because one opportunity leads to another one and you never know what will happen. Yeah, I totally agree. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> yes, you don't know what will happen after this. Right. It might lead to something amazing. So one thing that I always liked about our sessions together, yeah. our conversations, and now also in, in this conversation is that you have such a positive outlook on life. Like, you say some doors may open and some doors stay closed, but you need to focus on the doors that, you know, that welcome you or that go open. And not everyone has a positive outlook on life. That's one thing. But actually for many expats, it's sometimes also difficult to maintain that positive feeling because I was just speaking to uh, a coachee who is really struggling with where he lives and everything seems to be happening at the same time right now. So he He's a bit more negative than he usually is, at least than he is in his home country. So what tips do you have for expats who could use a bit of more positivity in their expat life? So I think there's a third option, which is actually you can also build your own store <laughs> of opportunities. I love this. <laughs> but anyway, so no, what I would suggest and give as an advice, because it's not easy right? Like going to a new country or a new city, building connections. Maybe you have like a good, you feel like you have a good connection with someone, but it's, it's not going in the other way as well. There are days which are going to be hard. And also it's, it's not like you have your best friends and family to go 
cry too if needed. So I think what you really need to do, first of all, is not to despair. Things, great things take time. And yes. it's really baby steps. It's every day is a new day. And maybe today was not a great day. But tomorrow, it's still the opportunity to create something that would also share you up. And I think also another good advice that for me, it's really something that drives me. You know, you don't want you don't want people to see you as a negative person. And for me, even at work with my friends, when people call me, I want them to feel like they come to me because I can help, I can give a solution as much as I can, of course, because I don't have all the solutions. But you know, I also I also like to keep this positive um, vibe because when you come to someone, you also want to be like felt like you are going to the right direction and you don't want to be like that negative person that who's giving you an advice or maybe not bringing you up, but more bringing you down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although, unfortunately, many people are still like unintentionally bringing others down. So and not everyone is always this positive or this, um, I don't know, optimistic about things. So I'm also really curious, were you always this way or did something happen in your life that made you also think like, hey, it's time for me to be more positive? I, I'm going to be totally honest now and transparent and I I've, I didn't have an easy life, right? So I had to build my own way to Europe um, in the sense that when I came here, I well, I had a scholarship and sometimes the end of months were not easy. I also went through a divorce. I don't speak so much about it, but I think, you know, all these difficult situations, they make you grow and they build you as a person. And in Panama, we say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, and we they say it in more <laughs> countries, I believe. But I totally agree with this. And uh, thank you for opening up also, because the things that you mentioned are things that we all go through. I mean, not everyone necessarily goes through divorce, but there's always something, you know, that is really impactful in their personal lives. And I personally think that we don't speak enough about it. We could open up more space. So thank you for sharing that you've also went through difficult times that you had to build your way to Europe as well. So was it born out of necessity to stay positive? Well, it's, you know, at that time, the question was really, what should I do? Should I stay in that dark hole? <laughs> or should I start seeing the life in another way and move forward? And I think, you know, sometimes you believe in things and maybe they don't concretize or get real. But sometimes they do. And actually, you need to believe that it will happen in order to happen. And when believing that things will happen, you have to do it in a positive way because I don't think negative people, they believe that things can happen and magic can be everywhere. Yeah, I think they, they believe that bad things will happen. <laughs> so only, what... You know, it's like seeing the glass half full or half empty. Exactly, and you're definitely half full type of woman. So um, if 
you could give a few tips to other expats who want to strengthen their belief in that the good will happen. What could you advise them to do practically? Because you say, oh, I had a very strong belief. But if people don't have that naturally, like how do you um, practice that? Or what kind of tips could you give them? I think, first of all, the most important is building a routine in your life. Like really waking up early, making your bed, taking care of your mind and body. I mean, I know that I'm really into this healthy um, journey, even though I haven't been to the gym in a couple of weeks, but it's okay. The thing is that the most important is the routine. You have no idea when you have a routine how powerful it makes you because you continue every day doing your daily task knowing that this is the way you progress in life and maybe tomorrow you won't see a big progress but if you look in six months it's going to be so different and you will be also a different person yes i love this advice it's so simple and practical yet super powerful and a lot of people underestimate what they can do in a month or overestimate what they can do in a month, but underestimate what they can do in a year. And with these little tweaks that you implement every single day, I think you can generate a big change in your life. And I can also imagine that having a daily routine where you have small daily wins for yourselves also strengthens that belief in yourself, like, hey, good things are happening. I'm succeeding in life. Yes, indeed. And celebrating the small wins also. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. And speaking of routines, um, I know you travel a lot in Europe as well, but also sometimes back to Panama. So, you know, most of our listeners or my listeners are expats, they travel a lot. What tips do you have for them to keep their routines? Because I definitely struggled with that when I was a busy diplomat and I was flying every two, three weeks to another city. I was really struggling with keeping up my daily routines of exercising, eating healthy, sleeping well. So what tips do you have? But I think you did manage well the jet lag when you came back from Galapagos. I did, yes. <laughs> I totally beat the jet lag, yeah. I know it's a bit difficult to keep the routine, to be honest. But sometimes what I do is not to be so hard on myself. And in total transparency as well, every time I come back from Panama, it takes me around two days to unpack because those are my two days of denial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be back in the reality. Yeah. But everything is a process. Mm -hmm. And I need to go through this process in order to readapt myself um, to where I live. And then when it comes uh, to travel for work and everything, you know, it's I try to keep this routine as much as possible. Like, yes, I try to keep it as much as possible and not going to bed so late. Um, also like having a proper night of sleep because yeah, we're not getting any younger. So <laughs> we take care of ourselves as well. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Um, I'm also curious about something else of your expat life, and that is your social network, because often what I hear from people who move to the Netherlands, Belgium, Germany, 
you know, Northwestern Europe, they find it difficult to make real deep friendships um, with locals living there. So what, what, how did you create that uh, social network around you? I know you have some really valuable friends, I mean, friendships that are really strong that you created since you lived in Belgium. So how did you do that? And what did you find uh, challenging in that? Uh, you know, <clears throat> well, first of all, because I've been traveling for so many years and also because I've lived in so many countries and I've also met people like me, it's funny because in Europe, wherever I travel, I always know someone in, in the city, which is a good thing because these people can help me with advices, what to do, where to go and also help me with those kind of places that are not necessarily, you know, on Google or or any other travel app. Yeah, you want the hidden spots, right? Exactly, the hidden spots. But anyway, so how did I do to start? First of all, I must say that I'm I'm lucky or maybe I've designed my work life in the way that I always go for international companies where there are like-minded people like me. It can be Belgian, it can be international expats. And I think, I don't know, it's like you attract them, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. And also what I've been doing, which I can understand is not easy. I've been to meetups. Uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar with that. Yes, I am. I think everyone, every expat is, and every expat is I also a little bit tired of it. Ah, and I can I still remember my first meetup and it was it took me the whole afternoon to convince myself that I should go. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I will go. Let's see. The worst that can happen is that I don't like and I, I just don't stay. I leave, right? But it takes already a lot of courage to go. And at the end, it ended at until five o'clock in the morning, uh in a Latin. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it's the Latin clubs that always do it. <laughs> so it's also how you create the opportunities, right? Yes. I was there, I was like, okay, now let's have fun. And I really met amazing people. There's also internations and yes, these other kind of uh, expat communities that you can meet. And otherwise, what I also do is I go to other kind of like networking sessions, I go to the gym on Facebook. I There's also expat groups. And yeah. You kind of like find activities to do through all these groups. And I actually think we met, now that I'm thinking, we met through Meetup. We did, actually. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Yes. And then for locals, yes, I guess work, help, the gym, and other kind of activities there, you know, when you're looking for something, you will always find it. Yes, that is, again, this positive outlook that you have. And also with locals, I would say it's once you're friends, you will stay friends for a long time. Yeah. So maybe it takes some time to uh, crack the nut, I think they say in English. <laughs> Great um, time <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like you said already before in the beginning yeah and I also really like what you said about you're attracting the, those kind of people into your life I definitely think that working for an international company helps but I agree like um 
sometimes it's also difficult for me to meet new Dutch friends because I am not 100% Dutch anymore. Well, I like to believe so. You know, my international experiences shade me. And I know that everyone who has lived abroad has is in that same kind of vibe. Everyone is always open to other people and welcoming them into their communities. And I think if you're an expat, you really need to look for those kind of people and not necessarily the expats or the locals, but more like the like-minded people that you get along with. I guess we are global citizens. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are. They don't see me as Panamanian anymore. In France, uh, well, I'm not 100% French and and I'm living in another country. So global citizens. Yeah, I was just going to ask you as well, like, what what is your identity right now? Like a global citizen. Um, but you also say that Belgium, or at least the city that you live in now, may not be the place where you will stay in the coming years or the rest of your life. So how do you see yourself going forward, like with your global citizen identity and what location will match with that? Well, I think I forgot to mention also that my grandmother was Chinese. So I have oh, that. wow, adding to the mix. <laughs> yes, exactly. But Panama is also a very multicultural um country really yeah. it's a melting pot <laughs> to be honest I have no clue and there is something that I've learned with life it's no matter what your plan sometimes life takes you to a destination yes Belgium was not part of my plan <clears throat> and here I am <laughs> yeah so I'm sure that in 10 years I will be somewhere else yeah but yeah sunnier place <laughs> rains too much here i agree with you on that <laughs> again and maybe to um, uh, conclude this conversation with a few more practical tips because i already said it earlier but one thing that i really like about you is that you're always this positive and you are already mentioning the building in the routines that could really work to strengthen this belief in yourself I also like that you seem to have good eye for details around you, like you are you appreciate the small things in life, which I think is also key in feeling happier. What are some other advices or tips that you could give to expats to feel better in their lives if they are struggling besides the routine? Because I'm sure that you are full of little gems like that. Really, I think it's being patient and and like you said, enjoying every day as if it's the last day. And really, it's the growth takes time. There's no need to be hard on yourself. And if today something doesn't really make you happy, try to fix it. Try to find a solution. There's always a solution everywhere. Like, really. Yes, I agree with you. And I, I personally have that uh, belief myself as well. In Brazil, they say, um, vamos dar um jeito. We will find a way. Like, And it is true, no matter what the situation, no matter how little time we had left for a deadline, they knew how to fix it. And that also really strengthened my own personal belief in like everything has a solution. And once you can really embody that, life becomes much more lighter. Like you don't need to worry about everything all the time. Exactly. Baby yeah. steps, no need to run. <laughs> yes. And that's something that you always say in our coaching conversations as well, baby steps. 
Um, and this is also, I think, key because so many people look at something that they want to achieve or that they dream of or that they feel that they need. But that thing becomes so big in their head that, and many of them are perfectionists, I guess, that they just give up altogether because that thing is too big to achieve right away. And what you are saying is like, take baby steps and also celebrate the baby steps along the way that you mentioned before. Well, I'm not sure if I can say it, but I have to say that one of your advices uh, during our sessions was really good to build a plan in three years and go from that place where you see and go back in time and plan accordingly. And yeah. I think one of the best advices. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, maybe for the listeners, what we did in that session was that we really visualized Amandine's future, her dream, where she wanted to be. And not like from a rational place, but really closing your eyes and really allowing all the daydreams that you want to have. And really very concretely seeing around you, where am I? So, you know, it wasn't in Belgium where you saw yourself. Um, what am I doing there? Uh, how do I feel? How do I wake up? We had a whole visualization, I think, about the perfect day in your life from waking up to sleeping at night. And once you get that image really clear in your head, I always like to like do some retro planning to reverse engineer. Um, so we're going to take that image as like your main life goal for the next three years or so. And then we take it back um, in we take steps of a year and then the last year is divided up to months so you have a really concrete plan of how to get there so thanks for bringing that up it's actually one of my favorite things to do you know also one thing that I have that helps me with my goals and my life uh, as an expat it's every every new year I take I build myself five goals mm -hmm. like on the list I take a picture and every two weeks, I have a reminder on my phone. Mm. Because I think it's sometimes, you know, you get caught in your in your daily life, the problems, uh, everything. The time flies, to be honest. Yeah. And with this alarm, it really makes me want to look again to these objectives and don't forget that those objectives are there. And maybe I won't achieve them all by the end of the year. But if I do achieve two or three... I will be already celebrating those two or three. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good tip also to keep reminding yourself of your goals and your objectives, of your plan, because life, any life is busy, but expert life is also very exciting and everything is new. So it's so easy to get caught up in it and to be distracted from your own path. So I really like this one. Maybe I should do it myself to have it come up every two weeks as a reminder. It's a really good one. And I also agree with maybe you d won't achieve all, probably you won't, because, you know, life is what happens when you are, uh, I actually forgot the saying, when you're busy, when you're making a plan. Well, you know, we all know what we what I'm trying to say. Um, but then maybe you haven't reached all the five, but at least you made some progress and you worked on your skills and you worked on your belief in yourself and your creativity. And so that is really meaningful too. And I started doing that last year, actually. And it at the end of the year, when I saw all my objectives, I was really happy because I achieved three out of five. Amazing. Yeah. Also, it, you know, then you work also on the new objectives and you already know that you can take those out and put new in replacement, which was. Yeah. And one of those objectives was my blog. Yes. And how is your blog going? So small positive changes, it's going 
really good. It had a whole makeover, thanks to your advices. And now I've been working on creating content uh, to post it on the blog. Amazing. So if other people want to hear more from your daily positive updates and the tips that you have because you have you seem to be full of little wisdoms that you can practically apply in your life so where can people find you smallpositivechanges.com and my instagram is amandine pr and yes and really for me this is a space where i want people to come and feel like they are with a friend and they can open up and send me questions exchange and you know you never know. Like I said, build the doors or yes, door. yes, <laughs> something about it. I mean, don't stay negative, and you will be surprised to see how many other people are out there living maybe the same situation as you, and that can get together and make things better in life. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I really hope that Small Positive Changes becomes this place for people to experience life together and to improve ourselves, but also to leave a better world behind through our actions together by taking positive actions every day. So I really hope you will spread the positivity through your wonderful blog. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Amandine. I really enjoy talking to you. Um, so uh, if people are listening and they want to follow Amandine, you can find her at smallpositivechanges.com or on Instagram, where I also love following her for all her stories about where she is and her cute little dog. Uh, and you can find her at Amandine PR. Amandine, thank you again. And um, I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Amanda. You're very welcome. Bye bye. Thank you.